0: are you?
1: That's a good question.
0: <laughs> I'm sitting with Carrie, and I feel like what I have had kind of the privilege of experiencing since we started the podcast is coming into contact with people that I wouldn't have ever met normally. So I think I got to meet you through uh, mutual acquaintance, Greg, mm-hmm. mutual friend, Greg. And um, I'm not... I have a little bit of an idea of some of the things that we might get to talk about, but it sounds like there's all sorts of different avenues as well. And so you were telling me about one way to give yourself at least a little bit of a measure of protection and and can you tell me what, because I want to write it down too so that I can remember what what is the, what were the fibers called or what was the avenue that the fibers you pushed them through?
1: Um, it's just called tying your fibers off and are uh, you they basically just visualize uh, these cords coming out from your dantian, which is like two inches below your belly button. Push them out like a foot or two, and then you wrap them around behind you. You take them through your back, out the front, through your stomach, and then you just tie them in, in a knot, sort of like a like a, a knot that you would tie for a, a karate belt or something to that effect. And it's just a way of like containing containing your energy and it's also just an exercise in being aware of your energy so that you're not sort of negatively impacting people around you with it.
0: Yeah. And
1: you're also not being controlled by them because they have fibers and they can you can use your fibers to to you know drain someone of their energy or to give them energy. And if you're doing either of those sort of unconsciously, then it's not necessarily the best thing, obviously. And oh. and you don't want to drain people consciously either.
0: No, but I think some people do and when you are really drained by someone in particular you have to figure out how to put boundaries between you and them to well and that's exactly right. yeah
1: we all have that experience where we're with somebody and you just feel tired like mm-hmm. you know by their energy and by their whatever they're talking about or how they're talking about it and that's generally kind of what's going on there
0: that makes sense
1: or or it can be a component of it whatever i'm not trying
0: to say definitively no which i yeah. appreciate but right. it, to me it kind of helps to put a visual to it because I think we've have all, have all had that experience and then had the opposite where people, you interact with them and you are energized and it feels really positive. So with those fibers, can they kind of be used for either negative or positive?
1: Yep. Or? Yeah, and, and they, there's, there's teachings around um, the different types or sort of like, I guess you can kind of form the end of a fiber in different ways. So like a hook, doesn't sound so good, and it isn't. And you don't generally want to be using that, but you will use those. You all do it unconsciously, um, and so you want to try to avoid that. Whoa. You don't want to be hooking other people. You also don't want other people hooking into your energy, and then drain. It. That's kind of how they start to drain, hook onto you, and then, and they don't have to be right next to you. So like once they hook onto you, particularly like a past painful relationship, um, there's something called platinum. like you can actually cut. It's a like cord cutting ceremony where you can actually bring up the negative experience that you had, and then you you actually push your fibers out while you're visualizing this this person or the event and or the event, and well it's really the person. So you you visualize the person you push your fiber ties out, and then um, you actually will sever those. And it's best to do this with somebody who knows what they're doing because the other thing you can do too is uh, is I mean you know (laughs) it's kind of funny but hug a tree yeah and run your fibers into the tree and then down through the roots and then it, it, you, you kind of want to ask permission to do this i mean that the way that we're taught is to actually take tobacco and make an offering to the tree
0: oh
1: and ask for permission and then take a minute and actually tune in to the tree and see if you get a yes or a no um Ooh. and and it sounds like hocus pocus or whatever but just be I with it. it
0: that's the fun of it too it- I really like that idea and it kind of resonated with me cause there's a lot of stuff that I try to be, I try to still stay measured and skeptical about, but I, the idea of hugging a tree and being connected to the earth and seeing if there is a willingness for the earth to help you cleanse yourself, maybe get rid of some negativity. Yeah.
1: In this tradition, like our energies actually are really similar, like on a vibratory rate with the tree. And, and if you're really out, out of balance and and the tree can actually help balance that oh wow and and then you can also take your you know negative energy and and the tree will help like go down into the roots and and what let, let all that energy go and the you can help just you know clear your whole system
0: i have a tree in mind actually yeah. that i want to start working with so that is really interesting and it just sounds like there's so much out there that we're not aware of but I was really interested when we initially started talking because it sounds like you've had experiences and you might have abilities or gifts that w- would you say might be pretty rare, just that you haven't encountered and hearing about before?
1: Um, I guess if, I guess if I feel like I have a, a gift of some sort, it's just that I'm sensitive and open and I, like, I have, I mean, I've had, I've, I've worked for some of the experiences that I've ended up having i wasn't expecting those as a result of what i was doing but i was doing a practice and then but i i do feel like i had much more vivid and and powerful not that i'm powerful but like just powerful experience um than a lot of the people that were actually doing similar practices okay maybe partially because i was really practicing i was doing them like regularly you know like four or five times a week and for for months um and and then that opened doors yeah for me i used to think that everybody could achieve the same sort of experience that i had but Mm -hmm. now i just think i think most people have just different experiences Mm -hmm. and it's whatever their experience is is no more or less valid than anybody else's whether it's like vivid or or uh i don't know i explosively, you know, I, I mean, I've had like energy is, it's just this huge, like I described earlier, it was like having Niagara falls, like moving through my body and you're yelling at the top of your lungs and crying and then yelling. And it's like this range of emotions that you're experiencing through the whole thing. which probably sounds like somebody having a psychotic break, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of how it felt honestly at the time, like it was just so overwhelming and completely outside of my control in, in a lot of ways. I wouldn't give my experiences back or anything, and I, I hope that everybody could have some of them, the the more positive ones, some of them haven't been to so other.
0: Right. So on the positive and the negative side, um, I think one of the things I'm curious about is um, did you, when you were younger and growing up, did you realize that you had the ability to pick up on certain things or be more open to certain experiences, or was that something that set on later in life?
1: That's... So when I was younger, I kind of remember like, like when I was around, like, well, I remember some dreams from when I was, I was six, but I have dreams from around 10, 11. Like that's when I started to be a lot more aware of them. Um, and I used to, I used to wake up or as I was falling asleep or whatever, like sort of that hypnagogic state that, you know, where it's like sleep paralysis or. I used to have this like sense of having a dump truck full of gravel being poured on my body and the sound of it and the weight of it and, and being like paralyzed, you know, and like stuck, just stuck in place while well, this is like going on, it's all this noise and all this, like, it was just really, it was, well, it was scary. I mean, you know, you can't move and you know, what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then this one time that that happened, it stopped and I sat up in bed and I looked and there was this little, it looked like a little goblin gargoyle looking guy, but he was like two feet tall or something like that, sitting on the edge of my bed and he was just sitting there watching me while I was going through this whole thing. And, and, and I sit up and I look at him and he goes, he, he gets, he's like startled that I had like sat up and he looks at me and he jumps off the bed, he goes running down the hallway. <laughs> What? And I did not feel threatened by it. You didn't? No. Okay. No, not at all. I mean he looked sort of scary, but he wasn't. He was just this little guy, like checking it out. Which then reminds you of another thing, like in that time range too. No, this was actually no, this is like I was a really little kid. Um I have no idea how old I was. I just remember like I got freaked out. Cause stuff like that would happen. I get freaked out and I would go run in and like go to sleep with my parents. So like whatever age you do that at, I don't know. What is that? Like three, four or anyway, I was, I was like really little. I just remember like I got, I got in between my parents and I was sitting there like they went back to sleep immediately, of course. And I'm like looking around the room and I look over at their closet and this it was like the size of a man, except it had this long coat, like, like beak or something, like two feet from his face. And it comes out of the closet, walks around the corner of the bed, it goes over to the dresser, kind of looks at the dresser, looks at me, looks back at the dresser, walks back around the bed and then back into the closet. Did it,
0: what, wait, did did you say it it did acknowledge you? It looked right at me. Ah! But like, (laughs) didn't really care. Nope. What on earth do you, do you feel like you were having sleep paralysis or did it? No, feel... I wasn't then
1: I wasn't even asleep. I was not asleep when that happened.
0: Did it? Wow. Well, I
1: mean, I don't it, think I was.
0: That's incredible. Did that feel scary or did it just feel like it was just I there? I was
1: terrified that time. Okay. <laughs> However, that I think was more me than it was this whatever came out closet. Okay. If it was really there, I don't know. I saw it, but you know, it was dark. It was kind of like shadowy, um, but yeah.
0: Did you ever see it again?
1: Nope.
0: Interesting. No,
1: that was one time.
0: Do you feel like it was tied to your your home or?
1: Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really place overlays on things like that when I experience them. I just yeah. had the experience and like never, I never worried about. Stuff. It again. I just it was like it was a one-time thing. I was really freaked out at the time because I came in freaked out, but it was not threatening or anything like that.
0: Oh, that's kind of nice to know. Because usually, when I imagine, I've not, I've never had an experience like that. I I count myself lucky. I've been told by my one of my parents about an experience that supposedly I had, but I I don't remember. So I either blocked it out or it didn't happen, Um, and I'm really not sure. It was it was basically uh, just me at the first house that my parents owned, and apparently that house was haunted. My two parents disagreed on this fact, so um, it's hard for me to know who's right. But apparently, there was a I started screaming in the middle of the night. I was probably three, and there was a big black mass above me in my bed, and and I do not remember that. And, and apparently, I was frozen. My mom said she rushed to me and grabbed me, and then it went away. But I, I do not remember this
1: at all. And maybe right. I don't
0: want to remember it. And I'm not. I don't know.
1: I can see why you might not.
0: <laughs> maybe just block that out. But yeah,
1: this is something yeah. your mom saw.
0: Yes, and I don't remember it? it.
1: It either is or wasn't what it, you know what it was.
0: <laughs> and I don't. I don't know that I'd be able to handle, even in my adulthood, seeing something that looks like a monster. I don't know if I'd be able to handle that very well. Um, Mm -hmm. Has that, had you had anything else that you saw that made you concerned or just- When I
1: was young, that that age you mean? Any age. um, I I do, this happens to me still, but much less frequently. This just drives me crazy. Somebody would say my name this far away, like two inches away from my ear, loud, out of nothing, pure, like I'm asleep and somebody just goes, Carrie, and I, it, it would jolt every freaking neuron in my body. You know, I would just spring up right. You know, it felt like somebody was right next to my head.
0: This was when you were growing up?
1: Yeah, I and mean, this happens to me. This It's happened my entire life. Really? But when I was growing up, actually, I go through periods where this would happen to me. Like, sometimes, like, three times a week. Sometimes it wouldn't be for, like, six months.
0: Do you feel like there's something there, or do you feel it's, like, the... Dreams that you experience.
1: I, I have ah. no idea. It's, that's, they say my name and that's it. It's all like there's a conversation going on. Okay. Or, like, I have no idea why that is. If that's my brain doing something weird or what. but
0: Interesting. Well, yeah. and when you're talking about um, how to tie off your fibers as a form of protection and some of your awareness around when people can put hooks in you and vice versa. I would
1: think that probably. Did would you be feel any of that? uh have never really i don't know when it's gonna happen so it's not like i would do that yes. before to protect myself against that yeah although the voices are not they're not intending to do that to me that i do know
0: okay they don't
1: they're not like ah, you know like surprising me or something like it's just my name and they're saying my name and it's frequently a friendly sounding or feeling voice it's not like some kind of scary thing that's good but it's it's jolting it just jolts the hell out of me. my heart just goes through the roof you know and when that happens
0: yeah um, that would be terrifying for anybody
1: yeah you know, I'll give you one terrifying one this this was this was fairly scary um I, I'm I was sleeping while I was laying there like I can't I became aware and I'm laying on my back and a cat jumps up on my bed and they don't have a cat I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have no cat. And it and I'm in the sleep paralysis thing, so I, I can't move. And I feel the cat's as it's walk it starts walking up my body. And I can feel its paws like pushing down through the comforter, you know, on my legs and on my chest. And then it, it gets up to my chest, and then it's just this like crushing weight on my entire body, like uniformly, like, poof, like pushing me down into bed. And then I have I feel these points in my hands, like right in the palm of my hands, and in the center of my feet, um, and this energy starts pulling down from those points downward, and there was it was like there was like this negative entity below me or in another dimension or something pulling this energy from my hands. And this was not a friendly thing at all. I mean, it was, this was horrific. And I kind of had these like images of this being that was like influencing this, this whole thing happening. And I was freaking in sleep paralysis. Couldn't it move that whole thing?
0: Oh my God. Now, that
1: one, I almost want to project like some kind of Satan thing on because it was some like, kind of... it felt like demonic, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I don't know how that ended. I think it just stopped or something, but, that was kind of what I remember of that experience.
0: That's terrifying. That is truly terrifying. Well, it terrifying. was, and
1: it was in my house. So, like, that didn't make me feel good.
0: Were you able to... Uh, did you do anything after that? I didn't really it?
1: know what to do other than, like, smudging my house and things like that. Some basic stuff. Yeah. Um, but then that was that. It wasn't, like, next night was fine. No. Good. Any, good.
0: Yeah, that right. is truly terrifying.
1: That kind of thing would... Yeah, it has happened to me over and over and over again, like in different ways. I was disconcerted by all, like, negative. There was a lot of negative experiences. It's
0: really fascinating because I've not heard of people experiencing things quite like you did. And when you're talking about the points to your hands and your feet, um, Josie pointed out to me in a story about somebody else, uh, you know, the Christ, some of that Christ like comparison of the nails and the hands. Things like that. So
1: it just kinda of, it, it kind of felt like a whole noise through my hand and my feet. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. like a like the reverse, like like well, I don't know. It was a negative energy. So if it had anything to do with Christ, then it would have been some sort of reverse, you know, yeah non no. Christ more more like yeah, the opposite. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. So I do feel like there's kind of demonic, really negative, dark Energy entities or whatever, however you want to think about them out there, because like there was this one, that one that I just told you, and then um the, the so <laughs> okay, so a friend of mine was going out of town. She was house sitting for a friend of hers, and then she had something come up, and she had to she had to go out of town, and she asked me if I would come up, it's like up in Rollinsville. Oh wow! And to take care of two or three dogs, might have been three, um, and. I was like, yeah, sure, you know, a couple days up in the mountains sounds kind of good. So I go up and let's see. So I got up there sort of midday and there's like open space behind the house. Um, and so I kind of went, I went on a little walk during the day and just like walking along this thing and I start getting like a little bit creeped out. It just felt weird. Something felt odd about it. Um, and I, I came to find out that there was some like really bad stuff that happened up there with Native Americans, like way back in the day. So and so I don't know if that was tied into this or not. Um, but I'm trying to remember more of the details like on that walk. I didn't go that far, which is not like me. I would have just gone on forever, but but it just something weird. I ended up just turning around going back to the house. Um, didn't really think about it much after that sure it did feel like I was being watched though like I, and I never feel like that it's a
0: very but distinct I, feeling
1: I felt weird like I was actually being watched you know so anyway I go back to the house and I really don't think much about that again like I was just alright that was sort of a little weird and Sun goes down I start I uh, make some dinner and I'm sitting there eating. And all of a sudden, I get this visual. (laughs) So I just started seeing this like vividly of something looking in. And it wasn't something. I was looking in through something's eyes, the window of the house that I was in. And it was just like, it was absolutely in every fast as you could imagine menacing. It was drooling, like pissed off, totally freaking malevolent energy. And it was looking in the window at me, like I'm looking at myself through this thing's eyes. And this, I get like goosebumps and my, my hair starts standing up on end. I mean, like the whole, like all this like visceral, and I'm looking through the eyes and experiencing the physicality of this thing at the same time, just going like, I'm like, What? what the hell is that? Right? Oh my God. This makes me sound like crazy.
0: No, it, it doesn't cause I actually have something that's coming to mind, but I'll,
1: yeah. Sorry. I mean, it could anyway, <laughs> if it was, if this was a movie. Sure. It'd be Perfect. It, so then it starts like circling around the house, circling around the house, like looking for a way in energetically, probably more to like scare me than, than anything. Like I just got, this thing wanted to scare the living hell out of me. So just as a side note, I was doing massive amounts of energy work, breath work, dream work. Um, I was doing remote viewing and a ton of yoga, like all of this at the same time, like in a really concerted fashion for like two months before this happened. So oh. I feel like I was, and I was not under the like blanket of protection that I was kind of talking about before. Oh, so my energy was off, like really open. Really I was there. totally amped up, but I didn't really know how exposed I might've been or but how to protect myself if I needed to or any of that. Did that play into this? I don't even know, but it was interesting timing. So this thing's like circling around the house. Um, and I'm just like, Whoa. like, okay, I feel a little crazy right now. This is like really, really weird. And I'm going, you know what? This thing obviously is unloved. So I just project like this ball of white light and love out. (laughs) And then I start singing this song that was like about love basically. And, and just bombarding this thing with positive energy and like love, like friendship and I'm like, I don't know why you would want to do this to me. Like, why the hell are you doing this to me? You know? And, and like, I'm like, why don't you, why don't you just come in? like have a beer or something, you know, and it just goes away. I'm just like, Oh, maybe that works. You know, like, great. I would think so. 15 minutes goes by here on the back of my neck, boom, just back up again. And I start getting more of this like visuals and this, like, "Ah!" like really intense, freaky energy. And then I go, okay, this is not real. This is, Like, I've got some kind of weird, like, psychological thing going on. Like, I've got, um, just, you know, I don't know. I'm in the mountains by myself, so I have, like, fears coming up. And, like, I want to, I want to, I'm going to confront my fears. So what do you think I do next?
0: Please tell me (laughs) you didn't go outside.
1: Oh, not only did I go outside, but I went outside without a flashlight intentionally. Carrie! And I walked down that trail. That I told you about earlier. Carrie. All the way down it.
0: Carrie. This is not advised. This is <laughs> This is, is not like advised. straight out of
1: a B grade, you know, horror movie, right?
0: Well, this is not this is very strange timing that you're telling me this story because I've never heard anyone's account of this and the re- the episode that I just finished researching lines up perfectly with what you're telling me. And that's making <laughs> that's freaking me out in and of itself. And if this thing is what I well, think it is, I haven't told is, you the rest yet. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that, Carrie.
1: Yeah, well, I did. So, so I, I so I go walking down the thing, down the trail, and I'm like, screw it, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna, you know, whatever. I'm literally gonna like confront my fears right now. I mean, like, when else do you do it? Right now. So I go walking down the trail, and I get almost to where I was earlier in the day, where I felt like I was being watched, kind of thing, and I my whole body was just like reacting like massively. I started to get and like seriously freaked out and I was like, this is not in my head. I'm like, this is not in my head. And I turn around and I beeline it back for the house as I was like, screw this. I'm not, you know, I'm out of here. Um, so I get back to the house, close the door. And then I'm like, I think mostly just in my own space for a little while. You know, and I'm like okay so it like, so I, I start kind of calming down and, and like I'm like all right this you know no more weird stuff going on and I'm like no all right I'm gonna I'm gonna go get ready for bed so I, I, I there was like a bunk bed there and I get up in the top bunk um I think I fell asleep drop away fall asleep and then I wake up Want to know why I woke up?
0: Why did you wake up?
1: <laughs> because I felt something sitting on me. Um, I wake up because there's something sitting on my chest and I can't move and I can't really see because it's dark. It's like dark in the room, except I can really see internally this thing sitting on me and it's, it's a couple of feet tall. And it is dro- it's drooling, and it's hovering over me, exposing his teeth, and it's as hostile as anything I have ever experienced, ever. And it's just in my face, trying to scare the living hell out of me again, and I, I can't move. This goes on for some period of time. I can't remember. It felt like forever. It went on for a really long time with it sitting there doing this, and um, it really is straight out of those – movies uh, or the the whatever from like the middle ages or those the succubus thing you know these pictures of this thing sitting on a woman that's like you know
0: did it look like a gargoyle or
1: yeah it was kind of it was actually somewhat similar to that thing that i described to you before except this was totally malevolent the other one was innocuous it was like this funny little semi-friendly looked like a little devil but he wasn't like he wasn't trying to hurt me or scare me okay this thing was not like that at all. And it was bigger. Um, and then it it was gone. It was like, it wasn't on me anymore. And I'm laying there and I was so freaking scared that there was a light next, like a switch right next to me. I wouldn't even move till like I reach over to turn that on. Cause I was so afraid that I was going to turn it on. I was going to be like right in my face kind of thing.
0: Oh my God. This is
1: straight out of like the worst, B great horror movie you've ever experienced, um, but so then I start getting more of this like really intense visuals, and it was this, again is like B great horror movie, but I started seeing like it was like I don't know a child or like a fetus or something like on the floor or right underneath the bed for me that was all white and it was like uh, and it was it had been you know it, it felt brittle and sharp like bony but malnourished and, and it was like, it was in pain and and trying to scare the hell out of me at the same time. Like it was part of this whole thing. I'm just, and the visuals were so strong.
0: Oh my God. You were-
1: So strong. Being
0: attacked.
1: Yeah. So so I laid there for 40 minutes being bombarded by that imagery. <gasps> and then finally I'm like, screw it. And I reached over and I turned the light on. Nothing, nothing. And the other thing is, is that the dogs were all asleep down there.
0: I was going to ask how, if the dogs, the dogs did not
1: react to any of this, which is not what you would expect either. But unless wow. it was all in my head, which I don't really think it was, but I have no idea what the hell any of that was. So anyway, I jumped out of bed. I packed everything up. I took the dogs and threw everybody in my car and I drove home. And as I'm driving home, I'm going, is this thing in the car with me? Y- am i yeah. bringing this back to my house now oh god so i got home and i felt totally comfortable i opened my door totally comfortable i go in go to sleep wake up the next morning like i got i wasn't even nervous like i felt completely comfortable in my house and i just got into bed and didn't think about it again like just went to sleep woke up the next day and was like well, okay <laughs> what the hell was that
0: it's what- So your house was... I never had any
1: weird experience around that whatever entity or my own psychology or whatever the hell that was. Again, that was it.
0: Did you ask your friend about it? Who owned the house?
1: She came back the next day and I told her about all of this and she went up there and none of that, nothing. It was like, they felt totally fine to her. So if it was a thing, it didn't bother her. Wow, which again makes me wonder about doing all the energy work and all. I mean, I was doing a lot of everything.
0: And, um, I think if you
1: not drugs, by the way, they did everything. That <laughs> no, <way>. that's fair. <laughs>
0: um, I I just want to preface this with saying I, when I talk to people, I. I'm going to believe you unless you give me a reason not to. So I just want to Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that. you're going
1: to believe, because, like, I, I had the experience. So I guess you could believe or disbelieve that. I believe like,
0: that you had the experience. What
1: the hell it was? I, I'm not even labeling because I have no idea. I
0: don't know. Well, and this is part of why I'm struggling with my reality now, because I am having a hard time, you know, even if something is in someone's imagination, That's still a level of reality is what I'm coming to find. But that also, there are other dimensions and other ways. So even if you didn't, the the ways that you were seeing things and being bombarded by visuals, sounds like those things, unfortunately, might have been there, just not in this dense dimension, but maybe in the next level up or down or what have you.
1: Yeah, most likely.
0: And that you were extremely susceptible to anything that had negative intentions or and also maybe the fact that because it sounds like your friend was female maybe had to do with you being a male maybe it had to do with you being sensitive any number of those things
1: yeah I mean who knows really
0: I'm glad that it didn't follow you and that you shut it down I wouldn't go back
1: so there is a there is a follow-up to that one (laughs) really yeah um yeah, that's uh, uh oh uh, i i have to try to remember some of the details of it I, that might be a episode two
0: <laughs> absolutely but yeah there was a. I
1: i besides you were talking i realized that uh, i did a, a ceremony um uh, sort of part of that sh- it's like shamanism oriented ceremony uh that yeah i had another encounter with what i think was the same entity except i had learned protection and some work around protecting myself. Um, like physically with like, like, you actually create like a like a circle around you. Like with salt? Yeah, like you've seen in whatever, witch movies and stuff, you know? Um, it's not just salt, it's actually a bunch of different, there's like herbs and some minerals and different, different herbal stuff. Which again, to me, I'm kind of like, oh, this is kind of a cool ritual. But like, I like to have the experience And I got it. I got, I got a really very definite experience, around that cause this is all me by myself in the woods, you know, like way the hell out in the middle of nowhere. There's no one near me. And I'm like in the thick of the woods and I feel like that same energy, like coming at me from a distance. And it was traveling through the woods with me as a target, but I was completely able to to defuse it. I took his power away, essentially.
0: How did you do
1: that well it was part of it was part of the overall um i can't really talk about all the details of the
0: that's
1: okay just because it's sort of like a
0: yeah it mystery was your
1: tradition but yeah yeah but it, it it really worked it was and i i mean i it was freaking me out big time and then my energy completely shifted around it um and like i think it was like again like projecting like light at it, but it but it completely diffused my fear and it diffused its power um, to freak me out and you know make up that what you want. But that would like again that was the experience that I had with all the visuals and like the whole like it was it was trying to scare me and it went up in smoke. And so yeah, that could have all been in my head.
0: Uh, maybe I mean the way that I and our listeners can uh, do whatever they want with your story, the way that I'm going to choose to interpret it is that because I can't, uh, I I don't know that I really have a choice anymore in how I see things. But for me, your experience feels real to me. What I am really grateful that you told me is something that I'd like to add to my arsenal, because when I get afraid of things, I don't know what to do and I know that when you get more scared it makes those things it can make those things stronger and that's what they're trying to get out of you so throwing love and light at stuff and believing that that
1: well and at the same time though, I would say that it's helpful it's helpful but but I also think that it's naive to a a certain extent to think that you're gonna be fully protected just by that yeah like the need to say that but I think sometimes it will but there's,
0: I'm sure there's much more that you need. If to do. any of Depending what I, I, on the thing. have
1: experiences is, is actual reality and on some level in another dimension or whatever the hell it is, um, there I think there are really truly malevolent entities and whatever spirits or whatever you want to think of them that you really have to be careful of, about. Oh yeah, and it's not the greatest thing in the world to provoke provoke them or any of that because I think they they'll take you up on it.
0: I. Fully agree with you, and unfortunately, I think those things are really uh, are that we can be no match for a lot of things, which is unfortunate. And it's way wiser to just not even.
1: After I had that experience, I started to respect the whole the teachings around self protection, and you know, in that tradition, it's like you're part of you're part of a group, and then there's. A layer of protection that you gain from that if you open yourself up to it and so it got me really thinking like okay if i i'm not drawn to doing that because for whatever reason i don't know i'm resistant to it like i like to do things sort of more on my own sure um but i think that there's some danger to doing that to like pushing into this territory without a guide or you know and and having a guide that's had the experiences and know they know how to protect themselves in a way that's Better than I do. One positive one. Please, yeah. This is really cool. This is like 30 years ago. Um and fell asleep. I woke up and i I was laying on my back. I wake up, I opened my eyes. There was a what I call a green man. I feel like it was like the whole thing was like imbued with green. And it was like he was floating at seaweed above me, and just blasting both of us with with universal, like, love. I was so overwhelmed. I started crying.
0: Wow. Did she wake up? No.
1: No, nope. she did not. She was sound asleep. I was just looking at this, like, oh, my God. I was, like, I was having this, like, this, it was like a communion without words. Uh-huh. I almost feel like, like I might've heard his voice or something, but it was really more about the energy that was going on and I was just blown away. And then after like a few minutes, it, it's just, it faded out almost like a waking. Like if you had opened your eyes during a dream, actually opened your eyes and then started waking up or something. The dream it started to fade out, like kind of like that almost. Um, and, and I was just like waving, they like, Whoa remarkable
0: (laughs) do you feel like you invited that presence somehow or
1: i had no intention of it then it was it just happened that just happened so I, i don't know
0: it feels like well and i find myself trying to it's comfortable if i can put things into categories and i don't think you can and i think it's maybe just like a human uh habit to want to be like maybe this was an extraterrestrial maybe it was this maybe it was that but it just sounds like there's so many different things out there that kind of threw a ball. I
1: did find out, and I don't necessarily attribute this in any way, but um, I did find out later because I was like, "Green man." I was like, "Like that just came to me—the green man." And mm-hmm. um, it—I don't know where or why or like when or any of that—but um, Christ was actually referred to as a green man in some way or another. That really? might have been like a Celtic. Overlay onto onto Christ and Christianity, or uh, oh. I think it might have had something to do with that. But there was actual reference to that to that, and that the, the energy of love that I was experiencing was completely in alignment with that. So I don't know what's it. It didn't particularly look like what I would think of as Christ, you know, mm-hmm. but but the energy of love that was just just I mean, my heart just like exploded open, you know.
0: I think that's amazing, amazing. and I think part of my. Where I'm at in my journey now is to back off on labeling things because uh, I think that's a comfort that I'm trying to carry with me yeah. and it's becoming less and less useful and now more of a hindrance than a help. And it's hard, it's hard to not label things.
1: Right, because we want to make our brain. That's the, your brain wants to make sense so it, it wants to categorize it, it wants to, yeah, relate it to other things, right, that we already know.
0: Yeah, I do, I want my answers. Facts,
1: that are science.
0: Uh-huh, <laughs> and so I think I'm gonna have to start letting that go.